0: Now nah, I've been smoking You've been smoking We've been smoking all day i be smoking You've been smoking We've been smoking all day You be smoking She be smoking He be smoking all day Blowing cush It ain't face From overseas Days To the USA I got that blueberry Raspberry And we keep that juicy fruit If you want that five hour level Yeah we got that too <sighs> Oh yeah What's up, everybody? It's Tony Tone. And I'm back for another episode of my now controversial podcast. And uh it's Snurbage, the podcast. And thanks for joining me. If you are a fan of the show, thank you. Uh if you are not a fan of the show, um, you can get fucked. <laughs> And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But, hey, thanks to Young Stone for, uh, for giving me that, that nice little opening and closing song that we got there. I be smoking, you be smoking, we be smoking all day. So, guys, I'm smoking on some confluence. This is confluence part three. And if you did not listen to the confluence part one and two, uh, the confluence is basically I'm broke. And I don't have a lot of money to be spending on such things right now. So I am whittled down to uh refry, resin, roaches, and keef, man. <laughs> so that's what it's it's a confluence of all my smokages. And uh so yeah, this is gonna be a little bit of a personal podcast today. I got a couple other entertaining things to talk about, but Today we got to talk about the big thing, and that is I got fired from my job because of this fucking podcast, man. Somebody at my job heard my last podcast where I told some jokes about where I worked, didn't talk about where I worked, who it was involved with, or anything like that. It was all very miscellaneous and random. There's no way that somebody in Georgia, you know, would know by listening to my podcast where I worked and anything like that. And they were harmless jokes, man. I loved my job out there. And they were just harmless jokes about working in a bar restaurant. But one of my coworkers fucking found it and turned me into my bosses. And they fired me for it. They fired one of their only employees for it couldn't give me another chance you know and that really sucks because they they were harmless jokes man they were harmless and i took everything down and i fixed it i took out the jokes and everything like that which morally i shouldn't have done um but no i got fired and that this is the shot in the gut of it all man sorry confluence time I've been fired before. It'll probably happen again. I'm a weird person, man, and some people can't fucking dig my 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 vibe. I guess you know, but um, I I have never been fired for my art before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <coughs> Confluence. Part three. I, I, I've never been fired because of art that I created, writing jokes, harmless jokes. You know? And most of the jokes that I told were jokes that I told on stage a month prior, and it was all it was all over my Facebook page and YouTube channel and everything like that. My my standup set. But nobody had an issue with it then. You know, and then all of a sudden, and, and most of these jokes too. I would say while I was working at the bar, like I, I like to make people laugh. And that's honestly like bartending is one of my places where I work out my material. The best is, be, you know, because I have a little bit of an audience, you know, so a lot of these jokes, I, I would tell at the bar and everybody would laugh and we had a good time. Nah, I don't know, man, I honestly think they were just looking for a reason to fire me. Very unhappy people that I worked for. Just very unhappy people. You know, they were constantly wondering about why they couldn't keep help out there. And I kept hearing from my customers, you know, oh, please don't leave us. Please don't leave us. Every time we get a bartender, they leave us. And it's like, I wonder why. You know, all you had to do was pull me aside and say, hey, man, this happened. We're not really okay with it. So, you know, don't do this again. This is a, you know, this is like a warning. It could be my last warning, you know, but I was early for my job every day. Never no called, no showed. I'd come in on my days off and work when they needed me to, you know, I I would close the place up and they always just found something to bitch about, you know, and most of the time it wasn't, it wasn't substantiated by much. I was liked out there. I had a good Atmosphere of people out there. The crew that I worked with was really, really good, except for one person, um, waitresses-wise and stuff. But you know, other than that, man, I, I got along out there great. And I thought it was gonna be a great fit. And what the shit of it is, is that these jokes that I got fired for, they wanted me to come and do a stand-up act at my job a few weeks ago. What fucking they wanted me to do some stand up, you know, for the for the the restaurant folk and stuff like that, and plug my fucking next stand up outing and shit. What fucking jokes do you think I was gonna tell, man? I was gonna tell the exact same fucking jokes that I told on here last time. It's crap, man. It's crap. You know, and it just it just goes to show, man. Like, man, I have. I have a way of picking fucking places at work. And and that's the thing, kids. Go to college. So you can write your own check. You know, and that's the thing is like, you know, if I just had the money to, I could, I have four or five different business ventures in my head that that, that would make me money, you know. But I just have no jumping off money. You know, if I get inheritance someday or something like that, I might be able to. But other than that, I'm... Or unless one of my kids becomes, you know, fucking rich. And that was another thing. I'm going to fucking say this. And if any of the management or that fucking chick that turned me in, if any of you guys are listening to this, I'm just going to say this one thing. I, first of all, I was very worried about me needing to find another job anyways because it was starting to get really, really shitty out there in the ways of management. But the straw that broke the camel's back in the ways of me thinking, hold on. I'm camping. In the ways of me, you know, when I first started thinking this might not be the job for me was one night my wife brought my kids in. And, they'd, and she'd do it maybe once a week, once every couple weeks or something like that. They'd hang out for 15, 20 minutes, have a Shirley Temple and leave. They would not monopolize my time. You know, I would not, you know, only focus on them. I wouldn't go over and gab with my wife. I wouldn't go over and fuck around or anything like that. I worked. They'd come out. They'd see me. I'd get them drinks. I'd say hi. And then I would go to work. You know, and if I was slow, then I could come over and say, so how you guys doing? You know, and everything and talk to my children. But they literally walked in the door, came and sat down, (coughs) and I watched my boss come around the corner, catch a glimpse of them, and glare at them. My kids saw it. My wife saw it. Even one of the waitresses saw it. Just glared at my kids. My kids are the most well-behaved kids you will ever meet in your life. They sit there. And they drink their drinks and they fucking leave, man. They walk around the building because it's out of the lake, you know, so they just wanted to, you know, see some nature and stuff like that. And by God, if I didn't want to go up to that little fucking bitch right then and there and be like, don't you ever look at my kids like that again, ever. Like, I, I almost got Jerry Springer on some ass in there for that one because my kids, you know, a couple of them are kind of, are, have some, some, Mental health issues, you know, they don't need that shit. Fuck you, man. Like, that's some crap, dude. So honestly, honestly, so when she fired me, beyond the whole scope of the fact that, okay, I'm, I now need to find another job and I don't have money coming in and all that. Beyond the whole scope of that, you know do i really want to work for these fucking people you know was it probably a good thing and that's the thing is like i i honestly believe that everything happens for a reason and i'm right where i need to be right now it kind of sucks but you know it's always darkest before the dawn and it's pretty dark around here right now but um but then again you know honestly how many comedians have been fired over censorship issues i kind of feel like i broke a cherry like a comedic cherry with this whole thing you know you ever been fired for your art? Because I have. And it's just, it's crap, man. It's just a bunch of shit. So I just need to keep my head down. I have a few different jobs that, are, that I'm waiting on phone calls for and stuff and everything. And, you know so you know wish me luck it's just it's it's pretty dark over here and and it was just a shot in the gut that they had to fire me over my art man that was really that was that was rough but honestly do I want to work for somebody like that no and they showed me some true colors while I worked there that were they were pretty dark colors you know you know, and what's really funny about a lot of the, you know, this place and the last place that I worked is like all the illegal shit that happens. All of the shit that, that is illegal that happens in these places. And it's like, wow, dude, you know, like you're making enemies with a lot of people that know a lot of shit. You know, like I'm not going to go and blow them up or anything like that unless they give me a reason to. You know, I'm not not one to go and sue people for this, that, or the other thing or anything like that. But, you know, there's a little bit of you that sits there and says, man, if y'all want to go to war, we can go to war. Because there's a lot of shady, illegal shit going on. And, you know, first of all, you know, you're bitching about how much help you have. And but yet you treat the help that's there that's showing up on time every single day that they need to be there. You know, if I wasn't there, I made sure someone was there to work in my place. I never left them in a lurch, ever. You know? And you have somebody like that that's willing to come out there and willing to do the work and willing to fucking really fucking work for you and work through pain. I'm technically handicapped, man. And I work through a lot of fucking pain. And you're going to treat me like shit. Fuck it, dude. I can find somewhere better to work, you know, for somebody better. And it just sucks, man. The one thing that sucks about this whole thing, besides the fact that I'm broke right now, and, you know, I don't know if we're going to make our fucking bills and shit. The one thing that sucks about this whole thing is that I got fired for writing jokes that, were intended to make people laugh. And not every joke is going to make every person laugh. But should my livelihood be flushed down the toilet because of it? I don't think so. I don't think so. (coughs) It's a fucked up situation, dude. It's a fucked up world and a fucked up place. Everybody worried about their fucked up face. Is that a Limp biscuit song? I'm pretty sure that's a Limp biscuit song. It was funny the other day. Me and me and my friend Haley got into it online about. <laughs> she's like, I guess low rise jeans are making a comeback, and I say no, and all this shit. I'm like, I say yes, motherfucker. I love low rise. I mean, if you want to wear your fucking pants up to your tits, fine by me. You know, but I'm just letting you know, most dudes that are my age, you know, 25 and above, look at you like the mom jeans ladies from SNL. And I mean, that's fine if that's what you want to wear. But I'm just telling you, it doesn't look good, you know. uh, But, you know, she was like, oh, but, you know. I don't have to, you know, when I wear high rise jeans, I don't have to worry about my butt crack showing and you don't have to worry about your butt crack showing, Tony. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a guy that was like in his, in his teens, in the late nineties, early two thousands, my pant, my ass crack is always showing, you know, like it seems like us these days, you know, I, I see guys wearing all matter of outfits, but anybody like 30 or over. You know, we still got a little sag in our jeans, dude. There's still, you know, like, I am not a, a hip person. There is not one part of me that gives a shit about what the fad is right now at all. And I learned that really early in life because my parents didn't have money to to buy me the latest fashion and shit like that. And finally, after a while, it was just like, you know what? Fuck you. If you don't like my clothes, fuck you, dude. You know, at least I got clothes on. Um. But no, dude, I've been I've been sagging my pants for years. And I'm just saying right now I am looking at the summer double issue of Rolling Stone from July 14th, 2005. Jessica Alba's on the cover. I've had this up my whole fucking podcast. It's been it's right in front of me and she's wearing some low rise jeans And I know this is 2005, Jessica Alba and shit like that, but I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't see anything wrong with it at all, dude. Anything. So you know what? One of the reasons why I like doing this podcast is when people come up to me afterwards and they're like, hey, I smoked with you today. I'm like, awesome. You know, I I wish we could have smoked together, you know, in person and stuff, but I'm glad you got somebody to smoke to. So or smoke with. So if you're smoking with me right now, you know, can you guys all just take a hit for me? You know, kind of like a in place of a hug, because I really need a hug right now. But I don't have anybody to hug me right now. The wife's at work, kids are at school. You know, so, yeah. And another thing that sucks about me getting canned over all this bullshit is that it it spikes my wife's anxiety up, and and that's it just fucks with everybody's shit, dude. Fucks with everybody's shit, and I just I just feel like you could have sat me down, man, and we could have had a little chat like adults. You know, they have people that that work out there that no call no show that'll bolt in the middle of their fucking shift, you know, all sorts of shit, man. That'll take weeks off at a time and stuff like that. And, you know, but no, not me. I was there every fucking day, man. And there was two days that I had to call out because I was sick. And I got somebody to work for me both days. There was one day I had to leave early because I was shitting through a screen door all fucking night. And I was spending most of my time in the bathroom. Well, I got one of the other people to stay late for me and close the bar for me. You know? If you ask me, I was a model fucking employee, and she'd like harp on me about going out and smoking cigarettes. And it's like, dude, you know what, man? Like, I'll come out here at the end of the at the end of my shift, at the beginning of my shift. There's no cigarette butts in this ashtray. I put I put fucking one cigarette out for each break that I'm out there, and at the end of the night, there's three fucking cigarette butts of mine in there. There's 12 of, the, of of yours in there. And you're busier than I am, you know? And my thing is about cigarettes, even if I wasn't a cigarette smoker. Here's my thing about smoking cigarettes at your job. Um, if you can step out and smoke a cigarette... And and you know that you're not screwing anybody over in the process, it's not super busy or anything like that. You can say, okay, you know, you're a bartender, okay, everybody at the bar's got their drinks, everybody out there's got drinks. Girls, you cool? I'm gonna step out for a minute. I don't care if you go out once an hour and go smoke a cigarette. As long as you're not screwing anybody over, I don't give a fuck. It's your shit, dude. You know, and some people, if you're a hardcore cigarette smoker, some people need that cigarette like every hour or every two hours or something like that to keep their fucking mind level. You know, and I know that's addiction and shit, but, you know, fuck it, man. I just got chewed out for some of the stupidest stuff. I I, I was at work early, 15 minutes early every single day. There might be a couple days there where I, I'm, I thought I'd be late or I was a couple minutes late, but I would call them and let them know. But... I went and picked up one of my checks and my boss was sitting there and she says to me, you know, Tony, I I just like the fact that I know that you're here 15 minutes before your shift that you're, you, I, I can count on you being here 15 minutes before your shift. So actually it was actually the day I got canned. Um, the girl that I'm pretty sure is the one that fucking ratted me out, she works there one day a week on Tuesdays. And she's just kind of got a bad attitude a lot of the time, especially if you don't live at the lake. And that's the thing is, you know, if you live at the lake and and you work there or you patronize that place or something like that, they treat you like fucking royalty. But if you're just some fucking scab from from town you know, then you're the help, and they make sure you fucking know that. But this girl um, doesn't fucking do anything at the end of the night. I'd, I, me and the waitresses would come in, and there'd be no booze stocked the place would be fucking gross, the bar wouldn't be wiped down, you know, like all this shit that we would get in trouble for if we missed one fucking thing in our cleanup duties at the end of the night. Um, she wouldn't do any of it. And so I came in actually a half an hour early that day because I knew that I was going to need to stock a bunch of fucking beer and do a bunch of shit. And I was about 25 minutes before my shift was supposed to start, and I was stocking beer. And my boss comes out, and she goes, oh, is it 5 o'clock, five o'clock already? I'm like, oh, no, it's about 4.35. And uh, and she stops. She glares at me, and she was like, your schedule says you are supposed to be here at 5. No earlier. Um, Excuse me? <laughs> like, excuse me? I, were you just... Telling me how much you appreciated the fact that I was early for my shift and shit like that. I work like four days a week, dude. It's not like I'm getting overtime or anything like that. You know, come on, dude. It's crap. It's crap. And I just think that a lot of people could have been a lot more adult about this fucking situation. You know, and most of the time, you know... If I get fucking canned from a job or something and I talk to my dad later on about it and stuff, he's like, well, kind of you're bad there, Tone, you know? And, And this time he was like, if I had money, I would fucking help you sue their asses. And I was just like, dude, there's nothing you can do, man. They can fire me for whatever fucking reason they want, dude. And nor do I want to sue them, you know? Like, I'm not that guy. But it's just it's just the principle of the thing, dude. Everybody that I've talked to thinks that it's fucking bullshit that I got fired. Bullshit. But enough about that. In my quest to find a new job, you know, I've been filling out applications and stuff like that. And, um... And uh, one of the things I've been doing while I've been filling out applications is watching movies. And so I, I rewatched a few movies. I rewatched The Thing as well as the, the prequel The Thing. Watched 82 Thing and 2011 Thing. Um, great fucking movies, both of them. I think the 2011 one would have been a lot better if they would have got a practical special effect artist like Rob Bottin, the guy that did the 1982 thing, Uh, special effects, because they're all practical. And that is like, you know, gold standard for special, you know, practical horror effects and movies and stuff like that is, is the thing. But yeah, interesting movies, man. If you've never seen the thing, it's an interesting movie. And all the, all the theories and urban legends about who's the thing at the end of the first thing and, And just, you know, oh, well, there's the bottle theory and there's the breath theory and there's the clothes theory. And, you know, there's timelines and also it's just the mythos behind it is so fucking crazy and cool that I just I dig it, man. I dig it a lot. Um, I finally I've never watched the movie Minority Report. I found out that it was based on a Philip K. Dick uh, uh, story. And he's the guy that did like Blade Runner and Total Recall and stuff. Um, he was the one that wrote the original stories that those were based off of and stuff. So I finally watched Minority Report and that was a good movie. And, you know, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. He's Tom Cruise in every movie he's in, except for like, there's like maybe four or five movies where Tom Cruise really stretched. Like he's got some good movies out there. You know, you look at, you know, Rain Man, look at Born on the Fourth of July. Um, you know, the, the, uh, fucking even Tropic Thunder, man, with him as Les Grossman. Like there's some, there's some really good stretching of acting and stuff like that. And, um, uh, but he did really good. And there was a, there was a scene at the, at near the end where somebody says the name of his dead son and he's like walking away from this person. He turns around and And he just goes, you never say his name. Like he fucking screams it at this guy. And I was like blown back like, "Whoa, dude, that was that was jolting. That hit me in the heartstrings, man. You know, holy shit. Here's to you, Tom Cruise, for that fucking line. But It's weird because I've been on a fucking Spielberg kick too. Because I watched Minority Report, that was a Spielberg movie. Um, I watched Jaws again with my girls, that was a Spielberg movie. Uh, and then I also rewatched Munich. It's been a minute since I've watched Munich, and that is such a good movie. But what's really funny is the day that I fucking like finished it because I, I watch movies in parts a lot, you know, I, I'm busy, so you know, I'll watch half hour, 45 minutes and then come back to it. And, uh, um, so I, the, the day that I finished Munich, I looked on, I was scrolling through the news and it was like the 40th anniversary of the, of when the Olympic shit happened in Munich, when all that stuff started and everything, when the guys took over the Olympic village and shit. So yeah, that was crazy, man. Like, uh, just very serendipitous very serendipitous queen died yesterday that's right yeah queen elizabeth died yesterday god save the queen god save the queen she's she's been the queen of england longer than my dad's been alive man you know like she was the queen of england when sean connery you know was auditioning for the role of james bond you know like Fucking God save the Queen, man. Hey, if you're up there, Queen Elizabeth, maybe you can help me out with some of the some of the the, the darkness that's glooming over me. Maybe you can crack some light in it for me. But no man. Been watching movies. Watch Moneyball. I've never seen that whole movie, and that was that was a pretty good flick. Oh, <coughs> I'm broke, so like my streaming services are like slowly dropping off because I can't pay for them. Uh, but uh, I have my dad's Paramount Plus uh, account, so that that'll stay up. And they have Star Trek, so I've just been watching Star Trek Next Gen shit saw the trailer for the new Picard mo- or Picard show. I hope it's better than the second one. I really liked the first season. The second season, I still haven't finished it. I'm very close to finishing it, and I have not been impressed very much throughout it. I didn't like the whole let's go back in time bullshit and everything like I you know that's my one complaint about Star Trek, man. Is stop going backwards. Go forwards, you know? go forward in the timeline you know it's kind of why i like star trek um fuck the 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 new one with with the with the girl fuck star trek i don't fucking know dude i don't remember what it is right now and somebody's sitting there screaming at their fucking at their car radio star trek blah 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 what is it Star Trek. Discovery. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery. I, I don't mind that. That's a pretty good show. But next gen, dude. Next gen all the way. Like, if you ask me, next gen all the way. Um, There's something about it. There's something about that crew. I mean, I love Kirk. Kirk, Bones, and Spock, and fucking Scotty, and and Ohura and fucking Chekhov too. But I was more of a fan of the, those movies, like their movies. Maybe not fucking uh, The Final Frontier. But the other ones were good. Um, but I, I liked them. I really liked Generations. A lot of people don't like that movie. A lot of people gave that movie a lot of shit. It still gets a lot of shit to this day as, you know, a not-so-good Star Trek movie. But, I, dude, like I saw that movie in the theater as a fucking nine, ten year old child and shit. And it was awesome. It was awesome to see, you know, Kirk and Picard together and and, you know, the whole thing with the Nexus and and I still think that's one of the most badass fucking like fight scenes in any fucking Star Trek movie, uh, is that when they're up against Lursa and Betor and they fucking figure out their shield their shield frequencies and stuff like that and Or no, they figure out how to fucking cloak them, so when the when the Klingon ship cloaks, their shields go down. But if you know where they are, you can hit them. And so like they they figured out how to how to remotely cloak another the other you know the Klingon ship and shit like that. They cloak it. We're cloaking. What? Our shields are down. Then you just see fucking wharf over the other ship. Look up. And fucking pans over to Riker, and he goes, fire. And they just fucking blow him to fucking hell, man. That is still one of the coolest fucking things ever, dude, is just that, that fucking scene right there. Our shields are down. You just see Worf look over at fucking Riker, and he's, fuck them, fire, dude. I loved it. I loved it. Ugh. Tell you what, kids, if I ever do a, uh, Come into a whole bunch of money. I mean if I if I came into like a whole bunch of money, you know, like let's say I, I I was given a million bucks. I might think about moving somewhere else. Um but other than that, I just I just I want to raise my fucking kids in one place. I don't want to move them around and all that shit. I just want to raise them in one place. And I like this house, you know, and I like our neighborhood and, and all that shit. And I just uh this place though, man. It was tough on me growing up. And it's tough on us now, man. It's tough on my kids. You know, I don't know if you ever grew up not in the category of good looking, rich, or good at sports. But I was none of those. So I I had a rough time in school. But then I left around ninth grade year. And I went up uh, to uh, uh, another hick fucking town. And then I moved down to Columbia, Missouri, where it was a lot more eclectic. And there was more, just more stuff to do and more, you know, Cultures of people and stuff like we had cultural arts Friday and stuff like that at my high school where it was just like, you know, come out and fucking show because we had kids from all over the world there, man. It was fucking amazing. I loved it. I absolutely loved that fucking high school. But around here, man. It's the haves and the have nots only. You know, and. The haves make it really hard for the have-nots in this town. They really do. Hence my fucking situation with these fucking people out at this fucking job, man. I'm a disabled person who's trying to work in the workforce without disability. I don't have disability. I'm trying to get disability. I've been trying for a while, um, but they won't give it to me or at least they haven't yet, you know, everybody keeps saying, oh, keep applying, keep applying. They'll fucking accept it well, sooner or later. Well, sooner or later it hasn't come yet, but I, I have to work. So I work through the pain, you know, first of all, there's all these fucking people out there like nobody wants to work. And so I'm, I'm not in that category of the people that don't want to work. You know, I want to work. It's just hard for me to work 40 hours a week because of my disability. And, you know, I I just need some, you know, some supplemental income to help me with my bills and let me work that minimum that you can work. I think it's like 20 hours a week you can work. Um, You know, let me work that and, and let me save some of my body so i can actually fucking you know pick up my grandkids someday you know because if i keep going the way i'm going in about five years man my leg's gonna take a dump on me my back's gonna go and so yeah i'm just i'm really hoping that that can come in that can come out for me man but it's like even still i'll still work you know not everybody is the same. You know, everybody's different. And there's, and I just, I feel like in this climate, in this day and age, you know, we should be having the discussion about mental health and the ways of the workforce. And then just in the ways of the world, because everybody thinks that if I could do it, you could do it. And if my parents did, made me, you know, like all this shit. And it's like, people are different. Some people's brains just aren't wired for certain things, man. And so it, it, and if you are not wired for something that is mandatory to survive, that's going to be hard, man. You know, like, like my buddy, I got a buddy, his brain, he's, he's a smart guy. He's a good worker, but his brain is just not wired for, for school. He can't just sit there and listen to somebody dictate a bunch of shit to him. He learns on his own. And that was a really, really big fucking problem for him in, in in school. But it's not like he was a bad kid. And it's not like he's dumb. He just learns in different ways than than what the norm is. And that's the thing is like, you know, for us weirdos out there, you know, some some of the normal things that everybody thinks that everybody should be able to do as long as all of your limbs and, and shit work, then you should be able to do this. Well, everybody, not everybody is wired like that, man. And the other thing is, is people been working for fucking centuries and shit. People evolve. It might not be a great ev- evolution, but people evolve, man. We're not all hunters and gatherers, man. You know? And so it's the construct of, of, of the human brain is changing every century that passes, man. And I just think that we need to start being in, you know, maybe not having, so, you know, maybe not having it to where, you know, everybody. I'm, there's countries out there that have like a 20 hour work week and shit like that. And they have really good economy and people work because they don't have to go to work for 40 hours a week. They can go for 20 hours a week. And then there's more of them doing it because it's not as hard on them. It's not as hard on their daycare and all this shit. Like 20 hour work weeks, man. You know, fuck, dude. And, yeah, you're going to pay people more. (laughs) I don't know, man. I've never fit in anywhere. I've said that before on this podcast, but I've never fit in anywhere. And so when, you know, some boss that's on a power trip and a little bit of a Napoleon complex on them decides they want to fucking screw with my brain a little bit, you know it's just it's it's normal for me it's normal for me at this point in time because i've never fit in anywhere i i fit in with a weird uh, a weird majpaj of fucking people out there you know and i know that not everybody's going to like you and stuff like that but i i've had a really hard time with it You know, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like to entertain people for a living is because I I was never liked as a kid or coming up in the workforce. You know, I was always just I'm always just an outsider and people always treat me like I'm different. And and it sucks because This world wasn't made for me. It was made for everybody else. But it's just the world that we've that we've built around quote unquote normal. To quote Robert De Niro, what is normal though? Barbecues and fucking ball games? Sucks. And I wish that Myself, as well as every other fucking person out there that feels the same way, I wish we didn't have to live like this, man. And I'm not saying I want to die, I want to, you know, or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I just wish that we didn't have to live like this. That not everything was so cut and dry and not everything was so black and white and there was more place on the world for us weirdos. know I understand like people that go nuts and do heinous things like I I don't personally feel the need to do heinous things when I when I reach my point my breaking point but I've been pushed to some strenuous points in my life and if you look at it you know, in an all about, in an all around way. If I can be pushed to some of these, these certain points, imagine somebody who's less stable than me being pushed to those certain points and how they deal with it, how they deal with things. It's hard, man. It's hard dealing with the world when you don't feel like you've ever been really a part of it. You've always just been a bystander. Just a spectator. And. I can't just find a niche. I can't. So I do shit like this. If I had money. If I was able to make enough money. To afford better cameras. And better equipment and stuff. There's a lot of things that I would like to do. To entertain people. But. I don't, I don't have, you know, nobody's ever handed me, you know, enough money to do anything like that. You know, no, you know, and I've never been able to make any, anything close to that, especially with four kids. You know, I can't save money. Everybody's like, Oh, save money. How do you fucking save money, dude? (laughs) You know, Sally Struthers once said, you know, for only a penny a day, You can feed a starving child in Africa or whatever the hell she used to. She used to plug and it's like, dude, I got four childs. You tell me how to feed them on a penny a day like that. (laughs) They take a hell of a lot more than a fucking penny a day. I tell you what. They don't cost you just a penny, though, you know, kids cost you your soul. (laughs) I love my kids, but I mean, dude, you you know, I can't get ahead. And the moment somebody hands me something like an income tax return or something like that, my dad's like, save it. And it's like, I can't fucking save it. I got fucking four bills that are behind. You know, I have a car that needs fucking $3,000 worth of fucking repairs. You know, I have this, this and this. The kids need clothes. The kids need this. The kids need that. You know, how the fuck am I supposed to save any of it? You know, that's when I play catch up, dude. But that's why I honestly think that if I ever was handed, you know, a substantial amount of money, uh, whether it be for work or or what have you, you know, I I pitch a movie idea and and they buy it from me for $500,000, let's say. And, you know, I, I honestly think that with our minimalist way of living these days, you know, and has been for years just on the fucking edge, on the line of poverty all the fucking time. You know, I honestly think that we wouldn't be those people that would go out and buy six cars. We would, we would buy an SUV so we could haul everybody that we had needed to in the family on a vacation or something, a four-door sedan, that's just our, you know, fucking cruising around car and stuff like that. And and I wouldn't even sell my little S10 pickup truck. I would just fix the fuck out of it because I love that little pickup. That's all I've ever needed for a truck. I don't need a big Ford F550, you know, the new Ford big-ass son of a bitch or the little motherfucker or anything like that. I don't need truck nuts. You know, I don't need a Punisher decal on the back. Or, I just want my little, my little wharf rat just nice and fixed up. You know, I wouldn't buy a new house. I would fix up the one that I have and make it a fucking, you know, make it our dream house. You know, make my back garage into a studio and shit. You know, like it's, it's crazy, man. You know, and that's why if I was like, God, my stomach won't shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, stomach. That's why, if I was like, let's say I was just fucking Tom Cruise rich, you know, had a few hundred million dollars in the bank and stuff like that. You know what I would do once a year? Once a year, I would find a family in need. I would scour the internet and just look for different sayings, different tagged sayings and stuff like that and everything. And I would find a good family. And I, would, and I would just give him a million bucks. Cash under the fucking table. You know? <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that, you know, probably disagree with that. But, fuck it. <laughs> uh, it's just a shit show, man. The whole thing's a shit show. And every once in a while, the darkness goes. You know, the dark cloud comes over and shit. and I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to get through it, man. It's a hard world for us weirdos. We got to stick together. And people that have control... Over other people's livelihoods, I think need to have more empathy in a lot of different ways. That's not just my personal shit. I'm just talking about jobs in general. There's just so many, so many different jobs out there that millions, millions, possibly billions of jobs out there that just have piece of shit owners that, you know, that treat their employees like shit. You know, and even if their employee is a weirdo, you know, they just, they, they treat them like that. And I just, that's why I really wish that I could just open up, you know, like my own little hole in the wall bar somewhere or something like that. And I could just hire fucking a couple weirdos like me to come in and fucking serve the people and shit. You know, like that. that's all I want is my own little place in the world where I don't fucking answer to anybody and I can just make money because I'm a good fucking bartender. And if I have to find something else that's not bartending, I'm going to miss it a lot. I like bartending. And as much as they've never really liked me, for some odd reason, I still like people. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. This is The Confluence Part 3. Snurbage, the podcast. And you know, if any of the people that were involved in me getting axed are listening to this, for what it's worth, you know, I I liked working there. And I liked everybody that I worked with Until they gave me a reason not to not to really care for them that much. And this, you know, I just wish somebody would have come to me as an adult and, and handled it differently. It's just such a terrible way of handling shit, dude. You know, I'm not a hateful person. I give everybody a shot. Everybody. I give everybody a shot. And I just feel like not enough people share that same sentiment. This tastes like shit. (laughs) Down to the res portion of the bowl here. I should probably wrap it up though, guys got some phone calls to make and stuff and don't worry about me. I'll be fine. You know, it's just getting through the dark times and I just, I just hope we can get through them, you know, without losing everything that we have and shit. Um, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, if you're listening as a friend, I really appreciate you. I really do. Um, you know, and if this was to be my last podcast because I got into a horrible car accident tomorrow or something like that and died or some shit, you know, I love all you fucking weirdos out there, man. All you weirdos. Because I'm a weirdo. You know, if you never fit in, you know, and if you always felt like you never fit in anywhere and stuff, I'm right there with you, man. And hopefully you have a better money situation than I do. Because all I would like to do is just, just do something for myself and just stay in my little corner of the world, you know? But no, I have to rely on others, and others don't like me most of the time, unless I'm telling jokes. (laughs) Uh, just, Just crazy shit, man. Just crazy shit. But yeah, so sorry if I was kind of all over the place today. It always seems like this is the hardest part of the year. Like, I really feel like this is always like September. Always seems like the hardest month of the fucking year for us, dude. There's always something stupid happening in December or in September that is just. Yeah, man. September is always a really hard time, hard month for us. I don't know why, but I just hope, you know, send me some good vibes that I get the job, get a job that that'll pay me enough and and I'll like and everything. And, and, uh, yeah, hope you guys have a good, good day, good weekend. Um, you know, like I said earlier, if you're smoking on some good snurbage, smoke some for me because I got the confluence <laughs> right now, but You guys have a good day. Snurbage the podcast. This is like episode 19 or something like that. Yeah, we just celebrate our one-year anniversary, too. We're one year old on like September 2nd or something. Something like that. So, yeah. We are one year old here at Snurbage the podcast. So you guys have a great day and uh, weekend. And I'll talk to you next time. Now, I've been smoking, she have been smoking, we've been smoking all day. i be been smoking, you've been smoking, we've been smoking all day. You be smoking, she be smoking, he be smoking all day. Blowing Kush, it ain't face from overseas to the USA. I got that blueberry, raspberry, and we keep that juicy fruit. If you want that five hour level, yeah.